Good evening, or good day, or good afternoon, brothers and sisters, and all of those persons that are watching, all of those persons who are connected on the internet, those that are watching from Europe, even those all the way from Alaska to the Patagonia. Surely as well, those that are watching, we are here in the United States in various locations. Persons are connected. We are all together in spirit. We are not gathered together physically, but in spirit with one heart, with one desire and want in our being to serve the Lord, to worship and glorify our God. The brothers and sisters, all of those persons are sad and anguished because they had not realized how much they need to congregate. What they feel is a great emptiness in not being able to congregate. Now the brothers and sisters notice this emptiness. They realize that truly the church is needed in their life. Many persons are sad in different locations because of this calamity, this epidemic, because we've had to close the churches and the brothers and sisters are sad because of this. We are sad because we cannot congregate together. We cannot freely gather as we are accustomed to. But on the other hand, we are joyful and happy because we are valuing our God, valuing and seeing what it is to lose the Lord or to, apart from the Lord, to lose the blessings of God. All of this brings us to reflect upon this and makes us value and that truly we say we are living blessings from God and we have not even realized it. No one knows what you have until you lose it. And this is what is occurring to us. Either way, whether it be through the internet, thanks be to technology, we shall be in communication. I will be sending you messages. I'm going to be sending audio reflections, biblical verses, messages of 10, 15 minutes so that, well, in this way, we can read the Bible. In this manner, we can read the Bible and reflect upon the Lord. And this is what we can do for now. Until the Lord removes this calamity, the Lord moves and until he acts. These past few days, we have been reading upon great disasters and occurrences in the Bible. In the people of Israel in the antiquity, reading and remembering all of these occurrences, sad and difficult situations because of the disobedience and because of men and women aparting from God, not obeying the Lord. And it is important that we reflect and remembering these things. Because since the Lord is the same of yesterday and today, that Lord that acted in that way will act the same today. So we need here to find a way to convince God to win the heart of our Lord so that he can act in blessings, deliver us, guard us, protect us from all of this malice that exists. So today 
let us speak and analyze based on a dream that a sister had, a vision that a sister in Europe shared with me. The sister shared a vision with me, an experience that God gave her. And I thought it was very beautiful because it is similar to Ezekiel chapter 1. I'm going, before we go to Ezekiel, we're going to read in 2 Kings. So I'm going to read and analyze the book of Ezekiel chapter 1 because it is similar to the revelation that the sister had. And I think it was beautiful. I think the Lord is sending there a message to us, a subliminal message the Lord is sending to us. So we're going to analyze this situation. But before that, let us go to 2 Kings 24. And let us remember, we're going to go back a little bit in the story. I say going back in the story because last night... I gave a teaching regarding the way Jerusalem was destroyed, how the city of Jerusalem and the temple, the temple that Solomon had built, and how a group of persons were taken to Babylon as prisoners. We were analyzing this, and today I'm going to go back a little bit in the story, speaking of a king, the second to last, or the last, no, second to last king of Israel, Joaquin, and we're going to see the way in which the Lord proceeded so that this act or occurrence of this king Joaquin was taken prisoner by the king of Babylon. And in this way, reading, this is why he says the second to last, because then later was the destruction and then later was the battles and there all was destroyed in Jerusalem. There was great slaughter, great destruction, and there was the end, the end of the glory of the people of Israel in the antiquity. And this is why we're going to be reading here second of Kings 24, Joaquin 18 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem. You may be seated, brothers and sisters, since we're going to be reading extensive scriptures. All those that are watching as well, you may be seated. Let us all read the Bible together. It says, and he reigned in Jerusalem three months. His mother's name was Nehusta, daughter of Elathan of Jerusalem. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father had done. This is what is sad, that this king, Joachim, did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, just as his father had done. Verse 10. At that time, the servants of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came, against, came up against Jerusalem, and the city was besieged. Meaning, surrounded by the Babylonian armies. And Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came against the city as his servants were besieging it. Then Joachim, king of Judah, his mother, his servants, his princes, and his officers went out to the king of Babylon. And the king of Babylon, in the eighth year of his reign, took him prisoner. And he carried him out from there. This king of Babylon took all the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house 
and he cut in pieces all the articles of gold which Solomon, king of Israel, had made in the temple of the Lord, as the Lord had said. And he carried into captivity all Jerusalem, all the captains and all the mighty men of valor, 10,000 captives and all the craftsmen and smiths. None remained except the poorest people of the land. They were the only ones that stayed. The poor, the poor people were the ones that stayed there in Jerusalem and in the surrounding city. 15. And he carries Joasim captive to Babylon, the king's mother, the king's wives, his officers, and the mighty of the land he carried into captivity from Jerusalem to Babylon. All the valiant men, 7,000 and craftsmen and smiths, 1,000, all who were strong and fit for war. These the king of Babylon brought captive to Babylon. Then the king of Babylon made Mataron, Joaquin's uncle, king in his place and changed his name to Zedekiah. This Zedekiah was the last king that there was in Israel. He was the last king. Now, here, this is the preamble of the way the Lord proceeded, using the king of Babylon to, to punish Jerusalem, to punish the tribe of Judah, the people of Israel, because of the wickedness, because of sin and the disobedience, the hardness of heart in of which they lived during that time where the Lord manifested to them, manifesting as the God of power, of truth, that wanted to have a people that was holy and perfect, exclusive. So this way, the people proceeded, and that is why the Lord acts in a way that is drastic. Among these captives, these persons that were taken to Babylon, there as well was the prophet Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a priest. The priests during that time, they were prophets. And when we read the story, we realize the tribe of Levi, the tribe of Levi and all the Levites were priests that the Lord had chosen this tribe so that they could minister to God in the temple. And they were there serving God in many ways. So these priests at the same time were prophets. Some were prophets that stood out. Other were not prophets who stood out. But for example, we have Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. We have Daniel. We have Elijah. All of they were prophets that did the will of the Lord, pleased the Lord. And this is why the Lord supported them. So this Ezekiel was taken as well captive with this group of persons that were taken there to Babylon. So let us now go to Ezekiel chapter 1. In Ezekiel chapter 1. Here in Ezekiel chapter 1, I'm going to give you time Give the audience, those that are watching, those that are connected, I give you time to find Ezekiel chapter 1, 
I think now you have your scripture. And it reads as such. Now it came to pass in the 30th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives, Ezekiel says, because these are words of Ezekiel. I was among the captives by the river Shabar, that the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. So Ezekiel shares here his experience that he lived as they were taken to Babylon. So he says that they was all the others that were captive. They were next to a river. Surely there at the border of the river, they lifted up the tents to rest for the night. They were all there resting in that place there next to the river. And Ezekiel says the Lord began to give him visions that the heavens were opened. He says the heavens were opened. And, and this occurred in the fifth day, fifth year of King Joachim's captivity. And the word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans, there next to the river Shabar. And he began to see visions next to the river. Then I looked and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north. And a great cloud was raging, a fire engulfing itself. And brightness was all around it. Here when it says that coming from the north, a radiant whirlwind was referring to the king of Babylon that was coming to come against them, against the people, against the city of Jerusalem. And he saw a whirlwind, a great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself, and a brightness was all around it, and radiating out of it was a mist like the color of amber. Out of the mist of the fire, this figure lose the likeness of four living creatures. So within the vision, he sees the likeness of four living creatures. This was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. And each one had four faces. And each one had four wings. Well, we sometimes, when we see this in the movies or in the theater, we say maybe a monster. Oh, look at that monster. They had many eyes or many heads or had wings. And for us, it seems like a monster. And it says, he says that he saw these living creatures that had the likeness of a man. But it had four heads and four wings and their legs were straight. And the soles of their feet were like the soles of calves feet. They sparkled like the color of burnished bronze. And we are reading Ezekiel chapter 1 because I know that many of you have read the Bible and you have read it, Ezekiel 1, surely you have not understood. Surely you have not comprehended and you have not clarified this vision. And you overlook it and you say the verse 
is not pleasing, perhaps, because you don't understand it. We are reading to remember, to look upon how God manifests, the way in which the Lord manifests to mankind, to human beings. The way in which the Lord manifests to any person whom he chooses to. I as well, based on this revelation that the sister had about these beings, when I arrived to where she reached the vision, I will explain. So that we can realize how the Lord to the sister was showing her what was going to occur of what is happening in this moment this of the virus and she had this vision before and the Lord was revealing these things that was going to happen but let us continue with the verses let us continue the scripture and these living creatures it says they as well the soles of their feet were like calves feet and they sparkled in the color of burnished bronze verse 8 the hands of a man were under their wings on their four sides, and each of the four had faces and wings. Their wings touched one another. The creatures did not turn when they went, but each one went straight forward. As all the likeness of these creatures, hear what it is describing. Ezekiel are spirits, spirits that are powerful. Strong, powerful, that have great strength. Strength to bless or strength to destroy, to overcome. Verse 10. As for the likeness of their faces, each one had the face of a man or a human being. A four had the face of a lion on the right side. Each one of the four had the face of an ox on the left side. And each of the four had the face of an eagle. It was a complete monster. The body of these beings, each part of their body was a different animal. Being of a different animal. Let us say if we study the characteristics of a lion, for example, a lion is so fierce, is a beast, is strong, scary. If we study the face, for example, of the ox, what is the characteristics of the ox? The face of the eagle, the eagle that flies very high and far. The eagle can fly miles. It has perfect vision. So each animal has a characteristic. And these living creatures were forming all these animals. How powerful were they? How are powerful are they during that time? They were very powerful. That truly served to destroy a country. Verse 11. Thus were their faces. Their wings stretched upward. Two wings of each one touched one another. And two covered their bodies. And each one went straight forward. So they had wings that were straight and two wings touched one another, and the other two covered their bodies. We begin to imagine all of these things. And each one went straight forward, and that wherever the spirit wanted to go, and they went, and they did not turn. So we see these living creatures, it says, 
there was a spirit which is what moved them or the spirit was what guided them so that they would turn to the place where the Lord wanted for they to go to do their task or work to do a function for of which the Lord had destined these living creatures. 13 reads, As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire. Like burning coals of fire. Torches going back and forth among the living creatures. The fire was bright and out of the fire where went lightning. Imagine the power of these living creatures. And the living creatures ran back and forth in appearance like a flash of lightning. Flash of lightning that you see in a second. Imagine how powerful these creatures were. Now, as I looked at the living creatures, Ezekiel says, as I looked at the creatures, a wheel was on the earth beside each living creatures with its four faces. The appearance of the wheels and their workings was like the color of beryl. And all four had the same likeness. The appearance of their workings was, as it were, a wheel in the middle of a wheel. As When they moved, they went toward any one of the four directions. They did not turn aside when they went. As for their rims, they were so high, they were awesome, and their rims were full of eyes all around the four of them. When it says they were full of eyes, there we see many spirits there in these beings. Because they were full of eyes, and each eye is a spirit. 19. When the living creatures went, the wheels went beside them. And when the living creatures went lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up. Whenever the spirit wanted to go, they went, because there the spirit went. And the wheels were lifted together with them, for the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. I think that Ezekiel seeing all these visions was maybe fearful or frightened, doubtful, seeing all these things without understanding, without clarity or understanding what it meant, all this. But we, now that thanks be to the Lord, he has given us such clarity in his word. For us, it is simple to understand because the Lord has allowed for us to be able to comprehend. Thanks be to the gospel, to the word of the Lord, and thanks be as well to the presence of the Spirit of the Lord among us. So Ezekiel did not understand, but we are understanding. In this revelations of Ezekiel, all this was fulfilled word for word. Later we will see when. When we finish the chapter, we will be speaking of that. And it continues in verse 21. When those went, these went, meaning these, these living creatures, it says they were moved by the Spirit. When these went, these wheels, when these stood, these stood. And when those were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up together with them. For the Spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. The likeness of the firmament above the heads of the living creatures was like the color of an awesome crystal stretched out over their heads. 
And under the firmament, their wings spread out straight, one toward another. Each one had two which covered one side, and each one had two which covered the other side of the body. When they went, I heard the noise of their wings, like the noise of many waters, like the voice of the Almighty, a tolment like the noise of an army. And when they stood still, they let down their wings. This was very powerful. These living creatures that the Lord was showing Ezekiel, it was the Lord showing him all that was the power and the strength of the empire, the Babylonian army that was coming against Jerusalem, that was coming against Israel. It was the army of Babylon, all strong, valiant, numerous, courageous warriors. And they would come to destroy Jerusalem. They had besieged the city and they had taken a group of persons to Babylon. And when Ezekiel went, he did not see the destruction of Jerusalem. He simply was a witness that he was taken as well with the group to Babylon. But he knew no more. Among all, the city was besieged. Many years later is when it is fulfilled these visions of Ezekiel. When the Lord shows him Babylon with his army, the king of Babylon with all of the army, and shows the power, the strength that they have, the magnitude of them, the magnitude of that empire, and shows through figures, through illustrations, which are these living creatures, powerful, with faces, with the body of different animals, characteristics, of them and with spirits that would move them and they flew and they would stand up rise up in the wings and this is what would come to the people the Lord showing Ezekiel but Ezekiel was not understanding he did not comprehend but let us continue reading in 25 a voice came from above the firmament that was over their heads Whenever they stood, they let down their wings. And above the firmament, over their heads, was likeness of a throne, an appearance like a sapphire stone, likeness of a throne, with an appearance of a man high above it. The Lord always giving revelations and showing his power, showing that he would work and proceed with man. He showing in this manner with figures, showing with precious stones, with rocks, with lightning, showing with clouds, with all of the supernatural strength, with nature, showing the people what he plans. This is why we should always pray to the Lord for he to give us the interpretation. And when we have these visions and dreams, we can interpret them and we can say, I know what the Lord wants. I know what the Lord is showing. I know what comes later on. I'm going to pray. I'm going to be cautious and careful with the Lord 
because what is happening, what is coming is a storm. Storms, not physical. Evil days are coming. Days of tribulation, difficulties, an illness or shortage, misunderstandings perhaps. So many things might be coming. So in this way, the Lord's speaking. This way we learn to understand and comprehend the things of our Lord. 27 reads, also from the, Ezekiel says, also from the appearance of his waist and upward, I saw as it were the color of amber with the appearance of fire all around within it. And from the appearance of his waist and downward, I saw as it were the appearance of fire with brightness all around. Like the appearance of a rainbow in a cloud on a rainy day, so was the appearance of the brightness all around it. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. This was the vision. This was the vision. Ezekiel says this was the vision. Was the likeness of the glory of the Lord. The likeness of the glory of the Lord. Of what the purpose of what the Lord had. The purpose of God. So that no one would begin to make a figure of saying, oh, the Lord is like this or like that. The Lord there presents himself to Ezekiel in a way that is different. His power, the power of God. Presents before Ezekiel in a manner amazing that he was seeing monsters. Creatures with many heads, wings, eyes. Creatures with a lion, an ox, calves' feet. Wings. We then cannot even make a figure or draw all that he explains or lists here. But he said, it is the likeness of the glory of the Lord, Ezekiel said. The likeness of the glory of the Lord of the greatness of God, the power of God, of what God does, of what he can, of what the Lord wants us to do, his greatness, incomparable. So it it says, so when I saw it, I fell on my face and I heard a voice of one speaking. And he said to me, son of man, in chapter two, stand on your feet and I will speak to you. Then the spirit entered me. The Spirit of God entered me, entered when he spoke to me and he set me on my feet and I heard him who spoke to me. So in that moment, when he falls on his face to worship the Lord, after seeing these visions, the Spirit of God enters Ezekiel and it makes him stand on his feet and he begins to speak to him in verse 3. And he said to me, son of man, I am sending you to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. For they are impudent and stubborn children. I am sending you to them and you shall say to them, thus says the Lord God. As for them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are a rebellious house. Yet they will know that a prophet has been among them. Glory to the Lord. 
So the Lord says, they are going to recognize that there was a prophet of God among them and that the Lord always sent a message. Message where the Lord reproached them to repent, to obey, and to walk in the straight path. And the Lord says, verse 6, And you, son of man, do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid. Do not be fearful of their words. Though briars and thorns are with you, and you dwell among scorpions, do not be afraid. Poor Ezekiel. Because there Ezekiel was with a group of persons. If I'm not mistaken, that group that day were of about 10,000. Don't believe me, I'm not too clear, but there were thousands that were there that day with Ezekiel when the king took them captive, and they were all there in the river Shabar. And they supposedly, that group was the remnant, part of the remnant that the Lord had chosen. Because since the Lord was going to destroy all of the city, all of the territory, the city was going to be destroyed. He chose a remnant, and this remnant had to be taken captive and prisoners to Babylon because it was the only way for the Lord to protect their life. Because the Lord wanted to protect their life, why did he do so? And we've said it many times, because it was through them of which would then come the Messiah, the Savior, the King, would come through them, the Lord Jesus Christ. Through that remnant. This is why the Lord cared for this remnant. Not because they deserved it. Because they had sinned and had committed uh, idolatry. And this is what it refers to in verse 6. When the Lord tells Ezekiel. And you son of man do not be afraid of them. Afraid of their words. Because through brayers and thorns are with you. And brayers is a bush full of thorns and the thorns is the same and you dwell among scorpions you are living with scorpions we know what is a scorpion a scorpion can kill a person if it or if it punctures them the person dies if they are attacked you are among scorpions if you are stung you could die And it was the remnant. How sad. Imagine this remnant. The mercy of the Lord. The mercy the Lord had with the remnant. So our Lord Jesus Christ could come forth. And it says, do not be afraid of their words or dismay by their looks for their rebellious house. You shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are rebellious. But you, son of man, hear what I say. Do not be rebellious like that rebellious house. That rebellious house was the Jerusalem, the tribe of Judah, the city of Jerusalem. They all were rebellious with the Lord. So he says, do not be rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. Now, when I looked, there was a hand stretched out to me and there was a scroll of a book. And then he spread it before me and there was writing on the inside and on the outside and written on it were lamentations and mourning and woe. 
in the Lamentations, we have mournings, the Lamentations of Jeremiah. These mournings and woe, words of sadness, of tribulation, all that the Lord was going to do with the people, all that it was going to occur, the destruction, all that they were going to be subject to. So in this way, the Lord says to Ezekiel, eat, eat the roll, eat it, for he to eat the scroll. He was in the spirit of God, taken by the spirit of God, and as well seeing visions. So the Lord told him to eat that scroll that was full of mournings, lamentations, sorrows, and he opened his mouth and he ate it. What the Lord said, feed your belly, feed your stomach with the scroll that I give you. So I ate and it was sweet like honey. But then it says as well that after he ate the scroll, it was bitter in his stomach. Yes, because the scroll when he ate it was sweet like honey, the word of God. The word of God, when the Lord speaks and teaches when the Lord is reproaching or calling attention to our actions, when he gives us sweet words with love, makes us promises, tells us, do my will, fulfill my commandments, act, do good, do not have rage or envy, greed, anger. I'm going to bless you if you do this. So all this sweetens our ear. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to place you on high. I'm going to give you triumphs in your life. I'm going to prosper your path. And you will be happy. How beautiful. But if you do not obey me, if you do not pay attention, if you do not obey, then I am going to punish. And I am going to remove blessings that I'm going to separate from you. You're going to be alone and abandoned. When you pray, I will not hear you. I will not respond. When you ask me, I will not listen. I will not fulfill your wants. I will not fulfill the petitions that you place before me. I will leave you. I will leave you alone. This is what is bitterness in our soul, our spirit. Like here to Ezekiel when it says it was bitterness in his stomach. Because he eats a scroll, which are the promises and the reproach of God that he makes with love. And then later when the Lord does this with love, since the person is rebellious and does not do the will of God, then the Lord says as well, the other path, the other part, he speaks that this and that will occur. Instead of having blessings, triumphs, you will then have punishments. This is what is sad. And Ezekiel says that his stomach was bitter because truly, just as the Lord revealed to Ezekiel, beautiful to read this book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel began to preach to the people and began to prophesy to them and speak to them to repent. But no one wanted to hear. No one wanted to listen to him. It was fulfilled what the Lord said to him. Listen or they do not listen. Speak to them. Teach them. Even if they do not hear or obey, you fulfill your obligation. The Lord to us as well. In the gospel of the Lord, 
The Lord gives us gifts. The Lord makes us marvelous promises, gives us work and functions, tasks to do. And the Lord tells us to do this, to fulfill these obligations, to do the will of the Lord. But for us, sometimes we are fearful or scared to do it. Sometimes I doubt. Sometimes I don't trust. Maybe yes, maybe no. Maybe I let the other do the, the job. Maybe I'll let him or her do it. And I won't. Because I'm scared. I have doubt. I don't trust myself. So, and also as well, the people aren't even going to believe me. And the person is not going to pay attention to what I say. So for what? These are things that happen and that sometimes, surely we, has occurred to us or happened to us, that we have been in these doubts and these questioning of ourself. Maybe yes or no, back and forth, this or that. And we don't obey the plan of our Lord. But if we, reading the Bible, we realize that the Lord says, the Lord told Ezekiel, they hear or don't hear you, you should what? Speak. Speak to them. They are hard of heart, but you should do your obligation. Fulfill your obligation. Do the task, work your gifts, and fulfill And don't be scared. If they criticize you, if they tell you yes or no, if they belittle you and they say, oh, it's a lie, I don't believe you, do your obligation. Because the Lord is reproaching the disobedient. The Lord reproaches the disobedient. And here, for example, when we read chapter 3, that it as well refers to these persons. The Lord does, did not explain to Ezekiel those persons what it refers to, but those persons were those strong spirits that the Lord would send, those beings that would enter into the king of Babylon, these creatures, and would give them strength and power, would give authority and the power to come and destroy. It is so that we as well today, in the gospel of the Lord, as well the Lord, he shows us the evil days, moments that we may have. As I said, this sister had a vision, a sister in Europe, a European sister, who wrote me and told me this revelation. It's very similar to what we see of these living creatures. But she as well heard and saw the voice of God that said in the vision that there were things that were going to happen and occur. And that so therefore, she had to be prepared, looking for God, praying and trusting in the Lord. Because these difficult moments would arrive. And what we are living now, she says that it's very much in relation to tell me. I realize that, yes, it made sense. Her revelation, her vision, 
because I said it coincides greatly with this chapter one of Ezekiel. When the Lord shows Ezekiel these living creatures that were powerful, that the Lord would send so that they would destroy the city of Jerusalem, the tribe of Judah, to punish the punishment, the people because of disobedience. And it was, it brought curiosity that this sister during this time when we're living the gospel showed these things as well to her. So you see the Lord is the same of yesterday and today showing as well this of living creatures of what would come this, the power, the strength of these spirits. How is this spirit of this virus? How is that beast or that living creature, let us call it, that is infecting the whole world? How powerful or strong is it doing malice and evil to mankind? But we as well have someone who can guard us, save us, help us. But the Lord as well wants for us to obey him, that we work and that we organize ourselves, receiving the spiritual gifts and putting them to work, working the gifts. Surely during this crisis, I don't know how many of you are praying to the Lord and giving freedom to the Holy Spirit so that the Lord will show you for the Lord to reveal to you why these situations are happening. And if the Lord is going to have mercy, if the Lord is going to guard us and protect us. Because I think as well, some have family members that are victims of this virus or this pestilence. And are you praying? You are asking of the Lord, calling upon him? Because we have to pray and learn that the Lord speak to us, that the Lord reveal, not only that the Lord reveal to one person, no, the Lord is going to reveal only to the pastor or to the leader. No. Each one of us, we are responsible of our own self and of the church of the believers, because to each one of us, the Lord has given us a task, a function to do. So we are responsible before the Lord, responsible to pray. And if you, if they call you and they say, Oh, this is happening. And there is a person here from the church whom has an illness or someone who's, who's gotten the virus. So what is your obligation? You have to kneel down and you have to pray to the Lord and ask the Lord and as well give freedom to the Holy Spirit for the Lord to speak to you. So why this fear? Why being afraid? As the Lord said to Ezekiel, and don't be afraid. Do not be afraid hear or they don't hear you believe or they don't believe if they're a rebellious house and you're in the midst of scorpions in the midst of prayers and thorns this is the way it is so what do you expect do not expect 
anything from mankind. Wait in me and trust in me. This is what the Lord said. And today the Lord says the same. Let us trust in him. Let us obey him. Trust in him. So we have to pray. We have to pray and not asking, what am I going to do now? And what do I do? Do I go to the north or the south? Do I stay here? No. Call upon the Lord. Pray to the Lord and ask the Lord to help you. And the Lord is there to guide you, to speak to you, to counsel you in what you should do. And ask the Lord and trust in the Lord that all this will pass quickly, soon. During these days, these past days, now where the church is going to be closed as usual, perhaps the Lord is testing or is testing hearts. Perhaps the Lord is testing the people to see if they truly are going to search for God or if they go simply to hear prophecy. Because there are persons that go simply to look for prophecy. There are persons whom, uh, who take the things of God as simply divination. And they do not miss a Sunday going to church to hear prophecy. So therefore, since the rules are changing around the world, the regulations are changing. There was a moment in which it was said that only... 50 persons could gather and they could congregate, but there was no laying on of hands or prophecy. This occurred in a country, not here in the United States. So those persons became angry and they said, oh, well, if we're going to church and they cannot lay hands or give us prophecy, so what are we going to go for? So then we're not going to go. Is that just? That is not just. So what were they going for? Simply to hear prophecy? Having God only as divination? This is why the Lord is angry. This is why the Lord is upset. So therefore, the Lord wants for us to worship him, glorify him, honor him in the good times and the bad times. In the evil days. Remember the Lord your God in the evil days. And the Lord shall be there attentive to hear you, to help you, to bless you. It is very sad to hear someone say, oh, well, if there's not going to be prophecy, so what do we go for? What do you mean? You cannot come and kneel down, call upon the Lord, sing to the Lord, sing hymns and choruses, read the Bible. Look, the Bible, how full of rich and treasures there are. This is a great treasure, the Bible. To read it is a spiritual blessing. Everything that we learn from it, the way in which the Lord speaks to man, the way in which the Lord says to do things, as if the Lord was your friend. So how beautiful and how glorious us delighting in the scripture, looking for the Lord. Thanks be to the Lord for his spiritual gifts. Yes, but no, it's not that we are going to be self searching, only looking for prophecy, looking for revelations. If there's not, then I'm not going to go. No. So to all my brothers and sisters around the world and every nation where they're watching, where they are listening to this teaching, let us be careful 
Just as the Lord sent these living creatures, powerful that were there in the king of Babylon and the armies to destroy as well. The Lord is doing this with this virus. This virus is the same, a living creature that is flying like a lightning because look at how it spreads around the world flying as if it's like lightning spread. The Lord wants this. This is why it is here. But the Lord has made promises to protect his children. The problem is who are his children? Whom are the children of the Lord? We all hopefully may the Lord want that we be his children. May the Lord want that we be his children because he said, I shall guard my children. I will guard the just, the righteous, those that do my will. But for us to know whom they are, it is very difficult. So among this, we say, is it I? Is it I? Is it I? So brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, we have to give to the Lord his place. We have to love the Lord and not only in our own self-interest that we look for the Lord for what we want, for the prophecy or because I want a healing or a deliverance or for he to give me. If he doesn't heal me, then I'm not going to go and I'm not going to search for him. No. In every moment, we have to love him and search for him because this is why he said, love the Lord above all things. So this is above all situations, good and bad, difficulties, problems, health, illness, that we all be the children of God. Let us reflect, brothers and sisters, so that we be the children of God. Let us search for the Lord. Let us pray to the Lord. And the Lord always says, do not worry. Do not anguish. I will guard my children. But each one of us, we are going to reflect upon that to organize ourselves to be in that group of the children of God. It is this, brothers and sisters. So it is very important that we be realistic, that we be realistic and practical and speak things correctly, openly to be able to understand and comprehend. So if the Lord says, because someone might say, oh, the Lord said he's going to guard his children. He's going to protect his own. And look here, brother so-and-so of the church who's sick of the, in the virus and he's dying in the hospital. Someone might say that. We are not going to question or judge. But if the Lord said, I will guard my children, this is the truth. This we do not know who are the children because we have to examine ourselves. We have to deserve that title. And the rest, whatever we might see, Lord, have mercy of this man or woman whom are in church, who were going to church, who were searching for you, and now they are sick. Perhaps you allowed it, Lord, because you're going to give them a healing and do a miracle to show yourself to the world that you exist. And perhaps you allowed it to do the miracle. Surely it is this. We're not going to say, oh, Lord, then he that is sick is because he's in sin. In sin, and surely he's not your child. No, we're not going to act in that way. We're not going to judge. We're not going to judge lightly, but we're going to take it as if it was a test on behalf of the Lord and pray for the people, pray for the people. If someone calls you and says, there's someone who is sick, pray to the Lord, ask the Lord, kneel down and ask the Lord for this person. 
whether it be your friend, a family member, whomever it might be, call upon the Lord because that is our obligation. Because the Lord has given us gifts, so we should work those gifts and not expect that it be the task of the preacher or the leader or the preacher, whoever it might be. We should work, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let us continue going forward, asking the Lord that these days pass, that he allow us, that our temples be reopened, that we may gather again to worship and glorify the Lord. Let us now pray. Let us pray to the Lord to dismiss the service so we can dismiss this reflection that apparently seems drastic or hard, but it is not so. It is better to speak things directly so we can understand clearly because the Lord is love. God is mercy and he is going to hear us, but we have to give, we have to give him what he deserves. Let us pray to our Lord and let us pray to the Lord and ask the Lord that he quickly remove this calamity, this virus, because it is a difficult situation that can be experienced. Maybe a shortage will continue, strong situations spiritually as well with the church, materially the shortage, because if the borders keep closing, airplanes are not flying, how are food going to be transported? So the first thing is what food is the first thing that ends. So we need to pray to the Lord that these difficult moments to arise, that the people of Israel, we never want this situation to live, but that the mercy of the Lord always be moved among us, that the Lord have mercy and hear our prayers. Let us pray. Blessed Lord. Blessed Lord, heavenly father, glorious Lord, holy Lord. Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, eternal Lord, Father of Abraham, Moses, Jacob, of all of these persons, Lord of Daniel, the Lord of Ezekiel, that you spoke to Ezekiel, that you manifested with him, that you gave him visions, and that even though he didn't understand or comprehend these visions, he fulfilled with the task that you gave him, O oh Lord. And he began to preach and to prophesy, to prophesy there to the remnant and to send as well messages for the people that were there in Jerusalem, for the governors and the princes that were there in Jerusalem. He began to send the prophecy, to send the messages of the Lord. He began to do the task but no one heard him, but he obeyed, Heavenly Father. He obeyed, and we today here, we as well are beings just like Ezekiel. We need of a God of power, of a Lord that is comforting, of a Lord that is going to teach us, guide us, and counsel us, of a Lord that is going to direct us with his power, that teach us and correct us of this Lord that is powerful and of which we, we should always be 
given in our being. That this powerful Lord that you are, do not remove, do not abandon us from this tree, O Lord. Do not remove us, but that we always be attached to you, O Lord. And that you help us and give to each one intelligence, wisdom, knowledge, just as your promises regarding the spiritual gifts that you said to some you would give knowledge to some wisdom understanding to you of your truth this we wait for that you give us so that we can work and act and proceed wisely without committing mistakes without committing faults without overstepping your will without offending you heavenly father help us O oh lord so that we can live our lives correctly, righteously before you and do your will to separate from the wrong, from sin, under your direction, Lord, under your commands, under your observation, with your sight that you place every day in our life, that you are observing us, that you are watching us, O Lord, watching our actions, our acts, watching our path as we leave and enter the way we do in our life, in our house, physically, materially. Help us, O oh Lord. Guide us and teach us always. Remove from our flesh the weaknesses, the shackles, the bondage, the chains of which the enemy has wanted to restrain us so that we are enslaved and not have the freedom to do your will nor please you. Deliver us, O oh Lord, so that we can coordinate our ideas and do all things correctly. Extend your hand of healing as well, O oh Lord, and look upon all the persons that have an illness. The, sick of the sickness of cancer, incurable diseases, not only, Lord, the incurable diseases, but as well this virus that is roaming the world, oh Lord, this monster that is great, strong and powerful, that you have allowed to roam the world, giving, destroying and spreading evil in the world. Many of those that are in the church have been contaminated, O Lord. And we, O Lord, are waiting for your mercy. And we ask that you look upon us with mercy, with eyes of love. And that you, O Lord, cleanse and heal and deliver. Just as you have done with some persons, you have delivered and you have healed because of your mercy, for your love, for your word, O oh Lord. As well, O oh Lord, we ask for those in this moment whom are in a hospital. I ask, O oh Lord, that you guard and protect us and that you remove, cut, and destroy the power of the enemy. Destroy, O oh Lord. these beings that are doing wrong and evil in the world. Allow, O oh Lord, that the people, those persons know of you, that they know you and know that you exist, that there is a God of power that manifests, that there is a God of which we can call upon, 
and that this Lord answers us and responds, blesses us, that this Lord of power speaks to us, guides us, is with us, that know the world, all these things, that the world not ignore your existence. Heavenly Father, in the glorious name of Jesus Christ, your beloved Son, we ask, O oh Lord, that let it be you acting. Let it, your hand of power give us solutions, solutions to this problem. Remove, O oh Lord, the afflictions, the sadness, and give joy to the hearts of the brothers and sisters. Give visions, dreams, revelations. Comfort each one, my Lord so that all could continue forward. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, my Lord, we worship you. We give you the honor, the glory, and the worship. To you is the glory and the praise, the power forevermore. Thank you, my Lord. The worship is for you. The glory is for you. Thank you, my Lord. Glory to your name. Qué maravilla que Cristo me halló y por su gracia mi alma salvó. Qué maravilla me infunde alegría, pues todas mis culpas su sangre borró. Qué maravilla que Cristo me halló y por su gracia mi alma salvó qué maravilla me infunde alegría pues todas mis culpas su sangre borró qué maravilla que Cristo me halló y por su gracia mi alma salvó qué maravilla me infunde alegría, pues todas mis culpas su sangre borró. Blessed is the Lord. Thanks be to my heavenly Father. May the glory and honor be to our Lord for now and evermore. Thank you, brothers and sisters. May the Lord bless you in a great way. Thank you, brothers and sisters. I love you with all of my heart. Thank you. And until the next time, thank you.